0: On November the 15th, 2022, eight brave souls gathered at the Byron Community Theatre to share their story and their journey with alcohol. This idea had been brewing in my mind for some time now and, you know, discussing it with Lissy Turner, discussing it with Vic Vanstone, and then on a walk through Brisbane one morning, Michelle McDonald said to me that she'd like to do something like a, a live show talking about the alcohol journey. So I thought, right, Here's all the signs I need. Let's get this baby happening. So we all got together. We all wrote a script and then we shared our stories. The night was hosted by the hilariously funny and beautiful Mandy Nolan, who's also been on this podcast. Every one of the cast members have been on my podcast, are a friend of mine, or have worked with me through the How I Quit Alcohol Challenges. The first guest and brave soul of the night was Michelle McDonald, who was a participant in one of my How I Quit Alcohol challenges. She's been sober for just over 12 months and her story is so inspiring. So
1: without further ado, here is Michelle McDonald. It's 4 a.m. and my alarm is going off, but I don't need it. I've been awake since three, that perfect storm of needing to wee, the almighty crash of my blood sugar and the drum circle pounding from inside my head will usually wake me. And if by some chance it doesn't, then the loud, piercing war cries of guilt, regret, and shame from my inner voice certainly will. How many drinks did you have yesterday? You lost count, didn't you? You might have more luck if you counted the bottles instead of the glasses. You know you have a problem, don't you? You're out of control, This is not normal. How can you keep doing this to yourself? Your behaviour is disgusting. You are disgusting. Why can't you just drink normally? This is how each and every day starts, my mantra of self-loathing and the daily reminder my body gives me for making it endure what has become a ritual of poisoning. My head is throbbing. My mouth is dry. My tongue feels like sandpaper. And the fogginess is back. But let's be honest, I'm not sure it ever really leaves. Desperately trying to remember the events of yesterday. Who did I text? Did I get to that school meeting? 5 a.m., gym time. My time to prove. I am the one in control, not the wine, and I can in fact do it all. I smash myself at the gym. I always do, pushing myself further and further as if to prove a point. I've never worked out if going to the gym is a way to punish myself for yesterday's drinking, or if it actually gives me permission to reward myself with the drinking that I know will occur today, or is it me? simply trying to prove to myself that life is balanced. 6am and I'm home from the gym and I get to the bathroom just in time as I start to feel that familiar burn of vomit rising in my throat. My body desperate to send me a message that I might actually listen to. I jump in the shower for what should be a simple process of having a shower. Nope, not for me. It always becomes a debate. A negotiation, if you like. Okay, Shell, yesterday? Yesterday was just stupid. There is no need to drink that much or to start that early. I mean, really, what were you thinking? How about we have a dry day today? And I nod convincingly to myself, yes, that's a really good idea. And I wonder for a moment, what would it feel like to not drink today? As I start shampooing my hair, I can feel the doubt creeping in and I hear words in my own voice. A whole day, you, you're going to go, a whole day without drinking. You know how many hours they're in a day, right? Can you do that? Do you want to do that? Do you really want to do that? I'm nodding, although it's with significantly less resolve. I want to but that would mean a day one. (laughs) And I'm not mentally prepared for a day one, so maybe I'll be okay until lunchtime. Yeah, I can do that. Get through the morning and at lunchtime I will have earned my drink. With that, the negotiations are complete. Lunchtime then. We're having a drink at lunchtime. 6.30am, my morning mask is in place. I smile at my family, my husband, my sons the loves of my life. The mask I wear is the one of bright, sparkly, fit and energetic shell and I feel like a fraud as I bounce around the kitchen, singing while preparing breakfasts and making lunches and setting everyone else up for success. At the same time, I'm looking at the clock, counting down the hours until lunchtime and my inner voice is silently screaming. Can you get out of My kitchen. Oh, for fuck's sake, when are you people leaving for work and school? And the kicker, is it lunchtime yet? Finally, 8am rolls around and yes, they've gone. Right, all I have to do now is get through until lunchtime and I will be a normal drinker. I'm the one who's in control. And as I contemplate my new life as a normal drinker and how fantastic I'm going to feel, I notice a pep in my step, and my little happy dance begins as I shimmy on over to the freezer and slide open the drawer. The scraping of the icicles prompts goosebumps on my arms and my heart to start racing, and it's with excitement that I pull out the frosty vodka bottle, the clean, clear syrup that has slowly but surely become my life force, whispers to me. Just one shell, just one So despite my recent shower negotiations, I know that I am not going to make it to lunchtime. I also know that this will not be my one and only drink today and will definitely not be the day one I had hoped and planned for. Clink, clink, clink. Oh, that sweet sound of ice falling into my glass tumbler. Okay, who am I kidding? It's a coffee cup and it's genius in its disguise, is it not? Because people drink coffee in the morning. And this is going to look like I'm drinking coffee in the morning. No one will suspect a thing. But maybe we should put this into perspective. I'm the only one here. It's just me. I'm all alone. I have no audience. And yet here I am pouring vodka into a coffee cup at 8.30 in the morning. So who am I really hiding this from? I take my faux coffee outside and I sit in the same spot I sit each morning. The ice is swirling around in the virtually straight vodka and as I take that first sip there's a slight burn and it stings my throat, which is raw from my post-gym vomit. But there's also an explosion of life, somewhere between pleasure and pain. The vodka burns, yet my head seems to be clearing, the poisoned lace bubbles of the soda water slowly bringing me back to life I feel the warmth of the vodka slowly move through my body it feels like home and as it spreads down my torso and reaches my heart it seems to rest here for a moment as if it's reconnecting me and allowing me time to be grateful and thankful for the reassurance it brings its warmth tells me that I am now okay that I am now enough And I am now ready for the day. It also tells me we will only need this one drink to kickstart the day. But fuck, what day is it? Between the headache and the vomit and the curtain of fog, I often lose track. And as I take another sip, I remember. It's Wednesday. It's not quite 9am. And I am already in one vodka and soda the sneaky voice of the drink telling me it's all going to be okay. Like fuck it is. I tell my story not because it's unique, because it's not. It's the story of so many of us. I was living a seemingly successful life and hiding a dysfunctional, heavy, steady drinking habit at the same time. I was an often hungover yet loving wife, mother and friend. A hard-working and reliable employee who was driven, educated and confident. But I was absolutely addicted to drinking, day after day habitually filling myself up with far too much of the stuff. So make no mistake, whilst things may not have appeared outrageous from the outside, on the inside it was out of control. Drinking had slowly and steadily stripped me of my self-respect and trapped me in a deep deep. Desperate misery. My story is one of inner turmoil, of an unmistakable loneliness and complete powerlessness and guilt, a guilt that gripped me, tormented me and ultimately saved me. What I went through in the lead-up to my sobriety and what has transpired since that day from my perspective has been about as monumentally, earth-shatteringly intense as you can get as I came to grips with an alcohol addiction and then worked to turn my life around. When I stopped drinking, I had no idea what I was about to put myself through, but I knew I had to. It was both a whisper and a scream, and it was time to start listening. Over the years, I drank away who I was, and I wasn't sure I would ever find my way back to me. But I did. And that started on the 1st of October, 2021, when I stopped counting how many drinks I'd had and started counting moments of clarity, calm and peace. Initially, I had to tally up those teeny tiny moments because I never thought I would make a day, a week, a month or a year. But I did. I never thought I would find the courage to leave behind what I had outgrown. But I did. I never thought I would be able to stand here and speak my story and own my truth, but I did. And I never thought in sobriety I would find my purpose, but I did.